Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach and Ayurvedic health counselor for changemakers and aspiring activists. Each week, I'm here to support you in creating the change that you want to see in the world without sacrificing your health and well-being. If you are on a mission to make the world a better place, whether you're just starting to get involved or decades deep, you are welcome here. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that nobody wants to talk about, (laughs) yet talking about it is incredibly important. So here we are. Today we are talking about shame and specifically how to develop shame resilience. And wrapped up in this is also kind of like how to overcome people pleasing and fear of judgment from others and such like that. So let's get into it. And this topic, shame resilience, is so incredibly important, especially for our community. If you are an experienced activist or environmentalist or advocate or change maker, you know that shame is something that we experience regularly. And if you're an aspiring activist, then please know that this shame resilience is essential to your change making journey. And I will explain why. (laughs) Why do we need to talk about shame resilience? So first, I want to take a moment and just define what shame is. According to the Oxford Dictionary, shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And according to Brene Brown, if you're not familiar with Brene Brown, she is an amazing author and researcher, and she has done a ton of of research around shame. So I really find her definition helpful as well. The way that she defines shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. And I'll just let that sink in for a moment. Because we all experience shame. This is a totally normal human emotions. And for people in our community, for change makers, for aspiring activists, honestly, we probably have to deal with shame more than the average person because we have strong views that challenge the status quo. Right. And so that fear of not belonging, of not receiving love because we messed up or something, that's really strong in a lot of us. And if we want to do courageous, new, big things in our life, if we want to create change in the world, then we are inevitably going to experience shame. Period. It's just a part of our life. We can try and pretend that it doesn't exist, but it is here to stay because we are human. And we have to be willing to admit that, to accept it, to feel shame in order to speak up and stand out, in order to overcome people-pleasing, in order to overcome the fear of judgment, 
in order to overcome the fear of getting canceled. That, my friends, is a big one for me. The fear of getting canceled. I'm actually reading this book right now. I think it's called We Will Not Cancel Us by Adrian Marie Brown. I'm pretty certain that's the author. I'll put a link to this in the show notes. It's a very short book. I just started reading it. I'm excited to finish it, hopefully this week. So maybe I'll do a bit of a like part two to this <laughs> after I'm finished reading that. Anyway, I wanted to give a few examples of times that I've felt shame. And I think it's really, really important to share this, share when we feel shame. And I'll get to why in a moment, but here are just a few examples. So one, I remember this is like a few years ago now, I got called out on Instagram for what I now see was a insensitive and very privileged perspective on Juneteenth. I got called out and oh, I experienced a lot of shame around that one. Also just recently, so last week I had the flu and I am an Ayurvedic health counselor. And sometimes I have it in my mind that I need to have perfect health because I am a health counselor, (laughs) because I live this Ayurvedic lifestyle, right? Of course, having the flu, that's just something like we all get sick from time to time. Even the most healthy people get sick from time to time. It doesn't mean that I'm doing Ayurveda wrong. It just means that I got sick, but I do still have some shame around that. Also, I remember I used to experience a lot of shame when I was calling myself a life coach. I was, you know, I had finished my year-long certification as a life coach and I was coaching other people, but I felt like I didn't have my own life completely like sorted out and balanced. And so I was feeling some shame around that. Also, my anti-racism practice and working to dismantle racism within myself and the effects of white supremacy culture within myself. Ooh, 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 y'all, that brings up some shame for me, like on the regular, on a daily basis, that brings up shame. And so thinking back on these examples, I've noticed through my own experiences, but then also working with clients, that shame tends to indicate one of two things. And of course, we humans are very nuanced. (laughs) Nothing is black and white. But I do find that categorizing my shame into these two areas has been really helpful for me. So I do want to share it with you. For one, shame often comes up for me when I'm getting out of my comfort zone when I'm growing, when I'm challenging myself to become a better person, when I am taking courageous action, and maybe when I make a mistake (laughs) taking that courageous action, right? In this sense, shame is often an indicator that I am actually doing something right and that I am on the right path. And then on the flip side, the second kind of way that I tend to notice shame coming up is that it comes up when I know that I'm not living up to my potential and I'm playing it safe. Or when my actions aren't fully aligned with my values. So let's see, like, for example, not speaking up for what I believe in. Oh, or like when somebody makes a racist comment, like not speaking up. Or when a cashier gives me a plastic bag, not speaking up because I'm afraid that I'm going to like ruffle some feathers, right? And Okay, to be honest, I pretty much always speak up against the plastic bag. Like, 
I have for a very long time. <laughs> I don't care what these people think about me because I'm telling them that I don't want a plastic bag. And, you know, the racist comments, too. I more and more, because I have done this shame resilience work and now I have more courage, I do speak up when people make racist comments as well. But that wasn't always the case. I didn't always have this shame resilience, and therefore I wasn't acting with as much courage. But either way, whether our shame is showing up because we are stepping out of our comfort zone, or whether it is showing up because we are not living according to our values, either way, shame is pointing us towards our next level of self-growth. And so shame is not a bad thing. It has a role to play in our lives, just like every other emotion. And we have got to drop this expectation that we have to be perfect all the time, that we can't mess up, right? We are going to make mistakes in life, especially if we are talking about sensitive issues such as anti-racism or gender equality or climate justice, climate change, right? These are hard topics to navigate. They are hard to talk about. So we can either choose to not address them in our lives and not speak up about them because we might be experiencing shame if we do so, or we can face the shame head on and not let it hold us back. Unfortunately, a lot of people will choose the latter, right? Most people will do anything that they can to avoid shame. And I totally get it. If this is you, please know that I have been there too. I spent a lot of my life trying to avoid shame. So you are not wrong for trying to do that. That is totally understandable. And often you might have heard of like the shame spiral, right? Like we feel like if we let ourselves feel shame, we'll never come back out of it. And so we spend so much time and energy trying to avoid it, right? We bury it. We hide it away. We act like it doesn't exist. And the outcome of that, the outcome or the result of that avoidance is that it festers and it grows and we stay small. We don't do courageous things. We don't speak up for what we believe in. We don't use our voice. We allow that shame and that fear to keep us quiet and keep us small. And so avoiding shame holds us back from reaching our full potential. So focusing on shame resilience and allowing myself to really, truly feel the depths of my shame has allowed me to become a better public speaker, to level up my business, to become a more effective activist, and to expand my impact and use my voice to help more people. And this is something that I'm still working on. Like, I still work on shame resilience. I was actually just thinking about this the other day, hence the the topic of this podcast, right? So often, the topics that I'm talking about here on the podcast are either coming directly from my clients' lives, right? Like, feedback that I get from my clients or from our community, from people who listen to the podcast, or directly from my life. (laughs) And this one is coming directly from my life. So... Let's talk about what we can do instead of avoiding our shame and pretending that it doesn't exist. How can we approach shame in such a way that it fuels our personal growth and fuels our change maker journey? 
instead of burying it and staying small. All right, number one, normalize your feelings. So it is okay that you feel shame. It is normal. It is healthy. I feel like hopefully I have gotten that point across already. So I'm going to move on to my second point. The next thing that we want to do once we have recognized that shame is absolutely normal and okay is to invite it in. And this this takes some courage, guys. This is not comfortable, especially like when we're first starting to do this. But basically, we don't want to minimize it or push it away any longer. Take a moment to notice how it feels in your body. Recognize the thoughts that you're having. What thoughts are contributing to the shame or what thoughts pop up when you're feeling shame? We want to shine a light on it, invite it in, truly feel it and shine a light on the shame instead of continuing to push it off and try to bury and hide it. Next, number three, I want to invite you to meet yourself with compassion and empathy. There's this beautiful quote from Brene Brown that I want to read to you. She says, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three things to grow exponentially. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in a Petri dish and dose it with empathy, it can't survive. So we want to meet those shame-producing thoughts with compassion and empathy. So you might ask yourself this question. What more compassionate thought could you meet those shame-producing thoughts with? And when you're doing this, it can be really helpful to imagine that you're talking to someone that you love. If a friend or a loved one was feeling this shame or in a similar situation, what would you say to them? Can you talk to yourself like someone that you love? All right, number four. Another thing that Brene Brown identified in her research about shame is that if we share our story, the shame dissipates. So point number four, share your story. This is one of the most shame-busting activities that you can do. Talk to someone that you feel comfortable with about how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. Maybe a best friend or a partner. Get it out. This, again, takes a lot of courage, (laughs) but you will be so amazed at how fast the shame dissipates once it's been shared. And I do want to make a little a little note here. The point of this process, this, this five-point process that I'm giving you today, number four was share your story, and then number five we'll talk about in just a minute. The point of this process is actually not to get rid of the shame, right? It's not to not feel shame. The point of this is to help you build shame resilience, build your ability to feel shame more deeply and be able to take courageous action with the shame possibly still there, right? You might do all of this process, you might do all of these things and still feel the shame, and that is okay. Again, 
Shame is an absolutely normal emotion. All right, so number five, I think it's really important too that we identify the lessons that our shame is trying to teach us. So after fully feeling the shame, fully acknowledging it, going into it, and just letting it be within you, within your body, within your system, then after that, (laughs) after also not making yourself wrong for feeling the shame, we do want to take this opportunity to grow. Because like I mentioned before, there's a good chance that the shame is pointing to your next area of self-growth, right? So you might ask yourself, is this shame pointing out something that I want to do differently in the future? Is it pointing to a new area of self-growth? And sometimes too, if you do have a really trusted friend or partner that you can chat about your shame with, their reflections might also be really helpful here, helpful when it comes to identifying lessons and ways that you can grow because of this situation or because of this feeling of shame. So guys, this is how we build shame resilience. Again, the point here is to invite it in, to honor it for the tool and for the teacher that it is. Our feelings, when we allow ourselves to feel them, can be our best teachers. And I know that the name of this podcast is Happy Me, Happy Earth, (laughs) but we do not feel happy all the time. The point of this podcast is not to get you to feel happy all the time. That's just not realistic. That's just not being a human. I love Brooke Castillo. She talks about this this rule of 50-50, how 50% of the time we are feeling positive emotions and 50% of the time we are feeling what we might call uncomfortable or negative emotions. And I just love that because we so often hear that we're like supposed to be happy and peaceful and stress-free all the time, but that's just not realistic. And having that expectation, it's not living in reality. And so when we can learn to build resilience around these uncomfortable emotions, such as shame, oh, it takes us so, so far. And it allows us to experience the full range of human emotions, experience the full human experience, what it means to be human. Our feelings, when we allow ourselves to feel them, can be our best teachers. So I'm going to do a quick recap how to build shame resilience. We want to, one, normalize the shame, two, invite it in. Three, meet yourself with compassion and empathy. Four, share your story. And five, identify the lessons. And I'll make a quick note here too. (laughs) Sometimes I find myself like wanting to skip ahead in the process and just like skip the whole like feeling and all that working through the emotion and processing it and just go ahead and identify the lessons, you know, so I can move forward. I think that's um, something that might be common for people who have been doing self-development work for a long time. So if that is you too, if you can relate to that, (laughs) I want to encourage you to make sure that that identify the lessons piece comes last, right? That comes after Steps one through four, after truly acknowledging and feeling the emotion, feeling the shame. 
So I want to encourage and invite you to use this process one time this week. Whenever you're feeling embarrassed about something or if you're feeling some guilt or some shame, give yourself a moment to reflect and invite the shame in. And maybe you can't do that like right in the moment, right when it first comes up, but later in the day when you have some time or some space or the next day, allow yourself to go back into that situation, go back into that feeling of shame and begin to build your shame resilience. I know that this is going to be so helpful for you. It's been so helpful for me and it is something just so essential to our changemaker journeys. So guys, that is all for now. I will be back with you next week. I'm already looking forward to it. Next week, I'm going to be talking about Ayurvedic self-care practices for winter and early spring, which is what we call the kapha season in Ayurveda. So that'll be coming at you next Tuesday per usual. And until then, I am sending you all so, so, so much love. Have a wonderful week. Bye. If you enjoyed today's chat, I want to invite you to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your change-making journey, please check out my free guide, Self-Care for Changemakers. You can find the guide, the show notes, and other resources on my website at happymehappyearth.com. As always, it's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.